Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
Good morning. This is the early morning gospel program. Morning inspirations on this Sunday morning. Good morning to you and yours, and thank you for listening. It's prayer time. Time to go to the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning saying thank you. Thank you for last night's lying down and this morning's early rising. Forgive us, Lord, for any sins that we knowingly and unknowingly. 
Um, do we lift up those right now Lord who don't know you're going to pardon their sins we lift up those Lord who are grieving who are grieving Lord for a loved one or friend we lift up those Lord in the hospital in the hospice and nursing homes and, and and uh and other things Lord we lift up those right now and incarcerated we lift up those right now Lord that child that ran away we ask you Lord to bring them home Lord we lift up those Lord who are in need those who are in the streets those who are those who are homeless, those Lord who, who who don't know which way to go. We lift up those, we lift up that family who lost everything in in in, in some disaster. But we lift up those Lord who 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 are unemployed to pray that they'll find a job somewhere, Lord. We lift up our children to you, Lord. It's now the summer. And we lift them up to you that they'll be safe all throughout the summer month. And we lift up that single mom, that single dad. We lift up that that foster parent. We lift them up to you as well, Lord. We lift up those, Lord, who, who who are adopted. We lift them up to you as well, Lord. We lift up our elderly, Lord, to guide them and protect them and preserve them. We lift up those, Lord, our families, our friends, our church family, our neighbors, Lord. We lift up our pastor, Lord, and his family. We lift up all pastors and all ministers and missionary workers everywhere. And we thank you. And for this, we say thank you. to pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and give us our debts, and give us our debt to us, and give us not to temptation, but to live to evil. Thy kingdom, power, and glory forever. Morning Inspirations here at Talk Show and Jam Radio. 
held a mouth and her baby mouth were walking along when suddenly a cat attacked them. The mother mouse was scared, and so was the baby mouse. But suddenly the mother mouse made a move. She opened up her mouth, and with a loud, bo- loud voice, she uttered one simple word, bark. Suddenly, the cat runs away. Baby mouse looks at the mother, and she turns to him and says, See, now do you see why it's important to learn a foreign language? What I like about this story is that the mother mouse had an ideology that surpassed the young lad's understanding. She understood her context, y'all. She knew that if her offspring would ever withstand tumultuous environments, she would have to instill in him key concepts that would preserve him along the way. I hope you hear me on this morning. In the text, we find Paul writing to his spiritual son in the gospel, Timothy. The churches of Asia Minor were under attack. They were being persecuted, and they had false teaching running awry. And as a result of those two things, people were running away from the faith. Many had fallen away from the gospel. And Paul is writing this letter from prison, and even although his imminent death is on the horizon, he has Timothy in mind. He knows that this young man won't buckle under affliction. He is convinced that he won't even go astray from the faith. Why? Well, it isn't because of anything Paul had done, but it's all because of the virtues, the values, the principles and the doctrines that his mother instilled in him before she left his life. Come on, somebody. The principles, the virtues, the values, and the doctrines are what we have that mom instills in us to let her legacy live on. Come on, somebody. He uses those things to get through life, and Paul is convinced that nothing will stir Timothy away from the faith. He is persuaded that everything he obtained, he did not get from Paul's counsel, but from Timothy's mother's upbringing. And if I had to speak from a sermon topic on today, I would simply dub it, I got it from my mama. I got it from my mama. And so what do we get from our mamas? That's the question we have today. And the text gives us two certainties uh, that, that relate to us what we get from our mama. Are you listening to me on this morning? The first certainty is this. Children inherit from their mamas a sound commitment to serve God. Children inherit from their mamas a sound commitment to serve God. It's right there in the text. Look at verse 5. Um, it goes from verse 4 and down to 5. As we step on the scene, we find Paul in a state of sadness. He is separated from his spiritual son, Timothy. However, he desires to be reunited with him so that he may be filled with joy. Question is, what in this text gives Paul joy? Well, we find out as we read this pericope that the only thing that gives Paul joy, despite being in prison, is none other than the sincere faith of the spiritual son, Timothy. Come on, somebody. Uh, 
Sincere faith can be translated as that which is authentic, genuine, and real. It is, it is a faith that doesn't change with the weather but remains consistent without deceit and hypocrisy at all times. In other words, Paul gets happy when he thinks of Timothy's pledge of fidelity and commitment of loyalty to God. I like that, y'all. Because despite what goes on in Paul's life, as long as he thinks about his son's faith and how he's persevering, despite his faith being persecuted against, he's all right. Come on, somebody. I like this. Paul wants to be sad, but he can't help but to become happy thinking about how committed his spiritual son has been to God. Look at Paul, y'all, and all the reasons as to why he should be sad. Number one, he feels lonely. Why? Because he is separated from the spiritual son. Number two, he feels lost because a portion of his identity was forged by why nurturing his spiritual son. And he feels left out because at a distance he can only hear updates about his son and not see the developments of maturity that his son is going through. How can Paul not be sad? What parent doesn't grieve the absence of their child from their life. How could Paul hold back the tears? What parent doesn't lament over missing their loved ones? Yet the moment he thinks about how faithful Timothy has been to the faith, he can't help but to crack a smile right upon his face. Come on, somebody. Just thinking about Timothy being devoted to God fills Paul up with joy. When he thinks about how committed his spiritual son has been to the faith, it turns his frown upside down. And even though he's in prison and quite possibly facing death, when he thinks about Timothy going forth in the name of the Lord, Emily, it makes him want to dance and shout for joy. Come on, y'all. My God from Zion. Thomas Jefferson said it best. The glow of one warm thought is worth more than money. Y'all catch that? The glow of one warm thought is worth more than all the money in the world. You want to know what makes a parent smile? It's the thought of their child remaining loyal to God, even when they're not around to see it. Woo! Can you remain faithful to God when your mama's not around? Can you remain true to God when mama's not there to tell you do the right thing? Can you do the right thing when mama's not there with the rod of correction to pull you back along the way? Somebody ought to remain faithful. And when you remain faithful, you put a smile on your parents' face. Come on, somebody. Ah. What Paul is talking about is that his children need to be loyal, y'all. Loyalty is what Paul is saying that all children ought to be to their parents. Not only loyal to your parents, but loyal to God. Come on, somebody. you got to be loyal in a day and age when nobody wants to commit and be faithful to God. Come on, somebody. Loyalty is a hot word right now. On various forms of social media, women are blasting men about not being loyal. Loyalty is a hot word right now because on various songs, artists like Chris Brown are using profanity-laced lyrics telling women that they're not loyal. But I'm here to tell you that no matter what gender you are, as long as you are loyal to God, he will be faithful to you. He will love you. He will caress you. He will behold you. And your mama will smile about how good you've been to God. Somebody give God a praise. Hallelujah. 
to the Lamb of God. I don't care if mama's not around, you be true to God. I don't care if mama's got a block, you be true to God. Do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Be faithful to God. He'll be faithful to you. Come on, somebody. Ah, whew. Go ahead and bless the Lord. You bless the Lord at all times. His name shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, somebody. Woo! Ah, speaking of temptations, a young soldier in the Army confided in a squad buddy that he had problems being faithful to his spouse. He had problems being faithful and missed being in a committed relationship with the one he allegedly loved. Come on, somebody. Everyone he sees that is appealing to his eyes, he thinks of ways to obtain them. Every person that he sees that's appealing to the flesh, he thinks of ways to be with them. And his squad buddy asked him this question. He said, how is it that you have problems being faithful yet never been caught cheating? How is it that you have a problem being faithful and loyal when you have not been caught cheating yet? He said, Truth is told, the only reason why I haven't been caught cheating is because I don't see another girl that lives within 50 miles of my home. The sad reality is his loyalty only extended for only 50 miles. This soldier's loyalty only extended for 50 miles. And although we may wow and cringe and put a smile or smirk upon our face, let me ask you a question. As a soldier of Jesus Christ, how much loyal are you for God? Come on, somebody. In the midst of temptation, can you remain faithful? In the things that appeal to your eyes, can you remain committed to the faith? At the end of the day, will your mama be proud of how you allow God to keep you even when you couldn't keep yourself? Come on, somebody. Romans 8.38 says this, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any creature above or below shall be able to separate me from the love of God. What are you saying, preacher? At the end of the day, God just wants you to be committed to the faith. Have you been loyal? Have you been faithful? Have you been devoted to God like your mama taught you to be? You want to serve the Lord and be faithful and loyal to the, go- to the Lord just like your mama taught you. Come on, somebody. There's a second certainty here. Amen. There's a second certainty here in this text. The second certainty is this. Children inherit from their mothers how to be an example. You catch that? Children inherit from their mothers how to be an example. I like that. And y'all going to like this, too, when I break it down. It's right there in the text. Look at verse 5. Notice how Paul speaks of a deposit that Timothy receives. It's right there in the text. He mentions candidly about the faith that once dwelt in mama and big mama. He says, listen, you got something in you. You got something that was deposited in you that didn't come from osmosis. It came from your mama in them. Come on, somebody. <laughs> You didn't get it by, 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 by wishing upon a star. It was deposited in you from your mama and big mama. Woo! Come on, somebody. I don't know if you know it or not, but I thank God for some praying mamas right here, y'all. Check this out. Here he is. He mentions it because the word dwelt in the past tense, 
We can assume now, y'all, and I, and I hate to bust your bubble, but we can assume now, y'all, that Mama and Big Mama are no longer around. Because it's in a past tense, we can assume not that they're just not here, but they're really not here. In other words, they went on to be with the Lord. Come on, somebody. And one day we all, too, will go home and be the, with the Lord. But the most important thing before you go home to be with the Lord is to leave your child an inheritance. And sometimes that inheritance comes in a form of values and ethics and morals that you can't put a price on. Look at this, y'all. She, Paul says she passed something down that you didn't get yourself, and it's evident. It's right all over you. But before they passed on, they deposited this faith that is prevalent in your life. I like this, y'all. What kind of faith did Timothy's mothers possess? What type of faith did, did Paul see that Timothy's mother possessed? I'm glad you asked that. Timothy's mother possessed a faith that was resilient. I like that. It's right there in the text. For despite facing persecution on every front, she exemplified what enduring hardship as a soldier for Christ really looked like. A mama that is resilient perseveres despite being persecuted. Come on, somebody. You'll get in a little bit. How was she an example of resilience? Well, in order to find out how she was an example of resilience, we've got to backtrack and go back to the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, the 16th chapter, that's the first time we hear Timothy's name. In Acts, the 16th chapter, we learn that his mother was a believing woman, married to a non-believing man, unequally yoked, y'all. Yet despite being unequally yoked, she stayed in a marriage. Why? Because by staying with this unequally yoked man, even though she's a believer, she knows that it will sanctify her child. Come on, somebody. Woo! I like that. When your mom can stay in a relationship that's not beneficial to her and not beneficial to you, that's a resilient mom. Why? Because it's not for her own doing. She stays because it knows it's going to make you right. Come on, somebody. She stays because she knows it's going to teach you what holiness looks like. She stays because she knows it's going to teach you what being true to God and being faithful to God really will look like. Come on, somebody. Uh, this gets me right here because she was a married woman having to function as if she's living a single lifestyle. Woo! She's married but living single in the 90s. Never mind. Anyway, you can imagine that, y'all. Look at her life. She was tasked with nurturing the spiritual life of her son without counting on the help of a strong man. She was tasked with raising the boy up in the fear and admonition of God without counting on a baby daddy to help out. Yet despite not having any or receiving any help from her spouse, she was able to be resilient and persevere as an example of mothers today. By reading this story, y'all, I started cheering for Eunice. She's the type of mom that I like. Why? Because she's a throwback mom. Woo! She's a throwback mom. She's the type of mom that always kept the child involved in church activities despite her spouse's inability to do so. She's a throwback mom, the type of mom that had her child in church early 
very often, even for Bible study. Come on, somebody. She's a throwback mom, the type of mom that taught her child how to call on the name of the Lord and stay there until you got an answer. I'm scared of the church today because the church today don't know how to be resilient. What y'all know about a mom who would have you in church eight days out of a seven-day week? What y'all know about a mom who stayed up late praying for a child protection while her baby boy or baby girl ran the streets running amok and doing all types of stuff? What y'all know about a mom who will feed the kids, dress the kids, bathe the kids, take care of the kids, all while the father stayed at home scratching himself and watching the game? What y'all know about a mom like that? That's a resilient mom. And a mom like that, I could be proud of. Come on, somebody. Yeah, Eunice was the type of mom that was not only a throwback mom, but she was a model. She modeled what it looked like to live in godliness rather than worldliness. And in a culture where people only cared about themselves, she modeled Christ-likeness instead of self-centeredness. She was a model for people to look at and see and then say, I want to become just like that. Speaking of models, the survey was taken in one of the malls, I think it was the Mall of America, and they asked a bunch of people, what does a model do? What's the primary function of a model? Some said to endorse attractive people. Others said a model is to support someone's eccentric ideas. And then one person who was in the crowd stood up, and she just so happened to be a former model, and she stated that all the reasons were wrong. The purpose of being a model is to encourage the consumer to not only purchase the product, but to wear it as well. <laughs> Titus 2 and 7 says it best, and everything set an example by doing good works of every kind. Despite your opinion, your mama didn't raise you to walk around thinking you're cute and all that, y'all. Your mother didn't birth you to support someone else's eccentric ideas. Your mother birthed you to model what it looks like to live in holiness. How can someone know what joy looks like if you don't model the garment of praise? How can someone know what sanctification looks like if you don't model the garment of salvation? You weren't taught just to walk around thinking you're all that. Your mama taught you to model righteous apparel so that at the end of the day, somebody would be encouraged to be righteous. Come on, somebody. Picture Paul, y'all. He's in prison and his imminent death is on the horizon. But his mind is on Timothy. Although because of persecution and false teaching, many have fell away from the faith, he was persuaded that it would not happen to Timothy. Persuaded means to believe, to have faith, and to have confidence in a thing. In other words, Paul was confident that whatever his mama had that caused her to endure trials, she gave it to Timothy too. I can hear Paul saying in itself, Mama may not be around, but her legacy lives on in you. Mama may not be present, but her character is still visible in you. And if your mother isn't here on today's Mother's Day, let me encourage you that I see her values, her principles, those doctrines, and those ethics still living on in every last one of you. Come on, somebody. Paul, y'all, he is confident that Timothy is a good child of God. Although he tried to, and tried to hide it, Paul can say with certainty that Timothy possessed a sound commitment to serve God. And although he may try to conceal it, Paul can say with certainty that Timothy was taught to be a model for Christ. 
And I know some of y'all are too saved to know this jam, but Will I Am said it best. This is such a sweet sensation. We should have a day of celebration to celebrate one of God's best creation. We've got a cause for a jubilation. Where did you get that authentic faith? I got it from my mama. Where did you get a desire to seek God's face? I got it from my mama. Where did you get that stance on being so royal? I got it from my mama. Where did you hear that you are royal? I got it from my mama. And if you are proud of your mama, why don't you give God a praise and thank God for what she did in your life? You ought to thank God that she taught you how to honor the Lord. You ought to thank God that she taught you how to serve the Lord. You ought to thank God that she taught you how to love on your spouse. You ought to thank God that she taught you how to love on your child. You ought to thank God that she taught you to read the word. You ought to thank God that she taught you how to seek his faith. You ought to thank God that she taught you how to walk right. You ought to thank God that she taught you how to talk right. You ought to thank God that she beats you behind every once in a while. You ought to thank God that she covers you while you were going book wild. You ought to thank God that she cleans up your mess. You ought to thank God because at the end of the day, it's because of you that she's blessed. Somebody give God a praise and thank your mama. You better thank your mama for all that she's done. Thank God for your mama. The victory is won. Thank God for your mama from the rising of the sun. Thank God for your mama because she did it all over again. Somebody give God a praise. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Somebody may look at you and say, why are you so happy? Somebody may look at you and say, why are you filled with joy? Somebody may look at you and say, why do you got peace? And when they ask you that question, you look them dead in the eye and say, it's nothing that I got, but I got it all from my mama. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. You want to thank God for your mama. You want to praise God for your mama. If it wasn't for your mama, you'd be a mess. If it wasn't for your mama, nobody would pray for you. You want to thank God for your mama for rubbing you in the midnight hour. Thank God for your mama laying your hands on your head. Thank God for your mama putting the oil of gladness on you. Thank God for your mama praying your way through. You want to thank God for your mama telling you you will get through. When nobody else believed in you, when nobody else had faith in you, it was nothing but your mama who said you will make it. You can take it. You will get through. You're going to make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. My mama was always praying for me. She had me on her mind. She took the time to pray for me. I'm so glad she prayed. Took the time to pray. I'm so glad she prayed for me. If you got a mama that prayed for you, wave your hands in the air. If you had a mama that thanked God for you, wave your hands. If your mom nurtures you, raise your hands and say thank you, God. You gave me a good old mama. Thank you, God. You made your mama raise me well. 
Oh, come to him. Come to the Savior tonight. Come to him just as you are. Come to him in your sin. Come to him in all your needs. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself truly to him. And you too will enter into that joy sins forgiven. Peace with God and eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 